We got Barton Stanley David here. I got breaking news for Barton since we're talking about Bob Schneider. I'm going to let everyone know in the audience. Bob Schneider is writing a theme song for the Lone Star Play podcast. Wow. He has agreed to write our song uh, because I'm his biggest fan. That's fantastic. Isn't that cool? That's a big win. Yeah. That's a big win, man. Uh, you know, for Texas music, um, he's the most winning Austin musician in the Austin Music Awards by far. Wow. You know, I, I remember buying, is it Lonely Land? Yeah, Lonely I, Land. I bought that at Waterloo Records. Yeah. I remember buying that like the week it came out. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of buzz in Austin. Absolutely. Um, a lot of my friends that have that album that love Bob want him to put it on vinyl. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening, Bob, put it on vinyl. But anyway, let's not talk, Barton, we're not here to talk about <laughs> That's all right. Bob's music. Uh, yeah. There's my dog, Rocket. Hey, Rocket, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rocket. As we know, the dogs uh, like to co-host the show and uh, jump in. You know why I let the dogs jump in? Because I think I feel it just makes people more comfortable. And yeah. if I tried to put them away, they would just make yeah, noise and stuff. I wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of the interviews that I did recently was very, like, serious. And, what, and honestly, Rocket and Mac helped so much because they were just there for the people. And the people were just petting them. But I could see yeah. them just crying and petting them like it was like a great Emo uh, emotional support yeah dogs. yeah they're yeah. they're emocional support dogs that's rocket great. you're a little in the face but that's that's, all right. <laughs> that's what he does that's what he does uh yeah barton so you got a um you got a new album right that's out yes. already uh not out yet so it comes okay. out april 22nd april 22nd yeah. so when this comes out it won't be out yet so not yet so we got a single pre-order yes pre-order got a second single coming out uh march 18th Oh, okay. Um, so when that when this episode comes out, that second single will yeah. be out. What's the second single? That's called Always. Always. And the mm -hmm. first single is Cicada. Cicada. Yeah. There's a what we got like an email, you know, to to have you come on the show. The, your story mm -hmm. was was quite like amazing. And let's yeah. let's talk about like the journey of getting this album produced because you went through a lot sure. to get this made that most people it's already a struggle to get an album made but yeah, like what you sure. went through to get this made is is quite amazing um so Thank specifically you. like jeff sayings am i saying that is signs last name yeah. signs okay yeah. uh, he's a local producer and mm -hmm. what i read is he had an electrical accident yes. and he lost both of his arms okay he's in the music business turning knobs and you lose i mean it's like a chef i, I can't even imagine yeah. And while y'all were six months into working on this album, roughly, more yeah. or less. Yeah. About so that. he loses his arms. Obviously, that's, you know, huge, right? Like, yeah, yeah take, take us like. Horrifying, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, so the process for me started, I met Jeff back in 2018 when I was first thinking about uh, where I wanted to record the album. I was trying to move back here at the time and uh, saw his studio, Modern Electric, which is an amazing place, amazing yeah. gear. Uh, and right away, Jeff and I are also about the same age. I, I knew I wanted to work with him and I had heard other stuff he had done that sounded to me, I, you know, I listened to what a lot of people making records in Dallas and Austin were doing. And for me, what he was doing really stood out. There was just a real sense of, of um, space in the music. And, and a lot of that's his gear, but a lot of that's just his you know, his process as a producer. And uh, so I knew I wanted to work with him. And we, I ended up going back to New York at that time. Um, it was around the time my wife and I were dating and I, and that's actually what Cicadia is, is about. Yeah, oh, um, wow, that's cool. But went back to New York to be with her. And so I 
uh, didn't get a chance to work with Jeff until we moved back here around the start of the pandemic. Um, but I actually started the record with a guy named Dave Schiffman in LA, uh, whose work I admired since I was a kid. He's worked with Tom Petty and made that first audio slave record. Um, oh, wow. Done some work with Adele and, and the killers and just an amazing producer engineer. Uh, so we actually started the record. It was me recording remotely and sending him mixes. Yeah. Hey, what um, do you think of this? What do you think of that? Yeah. And he was mixed like, you know, doing his, some of it was, I had some tracks laying around. I had done it a really good studio in New York, but, um, long and short of it is Jeff and I finally got started in 2021 in January. Wow. And it, it was memorable because January 6th was our first full lockout session. <laughs> so that was an easy one to remember. Yeah. January um, 6th. Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Not, yeah. We, you know, <laughs> we're checking our phones going, what's going on? You guys are in a music lockdown. So was yeah. DC. Right. So was the country. We were right. locked down. <laughs> well, so we started then and, uh, and again, just right away, Jeff and I were really locked in, I think, on what what we wanted the thing to be, what we thought it, you know, down to little minutia and everybody's parts. And, you know, we were having a blast right from the start. Yeah. And uh, and we got pretty, I, I get pretty in the weeds and so does he, you know, with spend four hours comping a bass part. You sure. Know? And so it was about six months. It was only about three songs we got through. Um and we went to mix uh, up at the Echo Lab, which is a great studio yeah. with Matt Pence, who's done a bunch of a bunch of great stuff that I'm a, a fan of. <clears throat> and um, Jeff drove me up there. I think that was Memorial Day weekend. And then uh, two days later, yeah, he uh, encountered a down power line in his front yard uh, somehow, and was in the ICU. You know, it nearly killed him. His fiance Monica threw a fire blanket over him and, and, um, and saved his life. And, uh, Oh, he caught fire. Yeah. Oh my God. Did he grab the power line or he touched really something that was touching it? I don't know. And I don't, yeah. um, we don't want to I really don't. Here. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, and not my story to tell, sure, you know, but, absolutely. um, and Jeff, you know, was working with, he's a prolific guy. He's working with a lot of people yeah. at that time who were really hurting when this happened to him. Um, and yeah, I mean, just aside from He was probably the, trying to help, honestly. Yeah. He was probably trying to help and do something and... and yeah, you that know. sounds about right for him. Yeah. But, um, you know, the whole community, I think, was... It's a strange thing for me because I'm not... I, even though I grew up here, I'm born and raised, uh, we only moved back in 2019. I don't really... I'm not really a big part of that community. Sure. Um, Jeff was one of my only links to it. Sure. So when this happened to him, it was really moving to see all his friends and his his co-owners in the studio and everybody really rally around him. Um, and, you know, you spend six months together uh, in a room and you get to talking about a lot of stuff. And, and so just personally, more than anything, it was, um, I think, for everybody. He's just such a wonderful guy. Yeah. Uh, and then much later, you kind of think about well, what, you know, where do we go from here with the album process? Because um, how's Jeff doing now? But just a quick update. He's he's great. Uh, he's back. He's back recording. That's what um, I heard. He's back, like in the in, yeah. You know, back he's, in it, dude. He's that's doing so what cool. he does, that which is, is so not cool. a surprise. That's so um, cool. Well, that's great. To hear. He's just a really amazing guy. Really yeah. determined and really loves music that much. It yeah. was. There's, I knew he would be back. Sure. I think everybody that 
that knows him or has worked with him knew that. Uh, so no surprise there. And I'm hoping we can do some stuff sooner than later. But absolutely, he's a busy man. Sure. Of course. Um, yeah, so he's doing great. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, consider. I mean, he's. It's amazing that he's gotten at least uh, that part of his life back. You know. No, for sure. Okay, so yeah, yeah so so this happens, right? And and of course, yeah. you're. It's one of those weird things in life where something bad happens, but you're connected to it, so you're trying not to be like an asshole about things, right? Like yeah. you're concerned about your album, but of course you're concerned about him. Like of course you're concerned about him, right? Like there's right. no question. Um, yes. So so what are the next steps you take to? Well, we wanted to. I mean, it did especially at that time it uh, seemed crazy to to pick it up with somebody else i i mean i did know he would be back even with those extreme you were injuries thinking about waiting yeah okay and, wow that's um, very cool when a lot of the people he was working with at the time did um yeah. and we uh my partner shane and i who runs the substart label kenshire that we started together uh, I just had such a limited window to do it. And um, so we we started, uh, there's a girl named Scarlett Deering who runs Charlie Pride's old studio um, near where we were living in Dallas. And uh, I had met her and her family. Her dad's a guy named Milo Deering, okay. who's a lap steel player, fiddle, Anything with strings, he plays it. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's played in Don Henley's band for a while. Oh wow! And played with the Eagles and and. Uh, oh, we had uh, Don Henley's daughter on. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, she's got a, a nonprofit. That's great. Um, so I gave Scarlett a call, and and she was really great about you know if Jeff comes back, we're, you know, it's he's got it's a go. first dips. Yeah. yeah, it's a go. Yeah, uh, if he sure. wants to, but yeah. I mean, it, you know, he was busy just getting his life, trying to get his life back. T totally, um, of course. And you don't want to make that ask on somebody either. Yeah. Hey, dude, um, when are you, uh, yeah. when are you going to be back up right. and about? Come on, right. man, I got an album. Yeah, yeah, and he's got a family, and it's yeah. just, I, I... No, I get it, man. You don't yeah. seem like that type of guy at all. Like, no. not well, at his, all. I, I wanted to keep the project with the studio also, but again, like a thing where his partners are, are really close friends of his, and um, I don't know them very well. Sure. And didn't want to make any demands on on their time either. Sure. Uh, and Scarlett, you know, I, I had uh, met her and done like a little show. They were doing like an acoustic concert series out of that studio when we first got oh, back that's here. Cool. Yeah, and it's a great space. Um, and you I've been do more things like that in studios. Right? Yeah, it's like the for perfect sure. place to. Yeah. Yeah, just sonically, it's yeah sounds great. Yeah. Um, and that place is like a time capsule. It, it's like frozen in time in the early 80s. You know, it's a really, <laughs> just a really cool vibey yeah, spot. that's cool. Um, and I've also been engineering. I mean, I'm not an engineer by any stretch, but I've been making my own records since, you know, I was in my early 20s. So I sure. knew between the two of us, uh, you know, that we could do what we needed to do. And um Scarlett's only been engineering, she's been a musician her whole life and grew up in a studio, but has only really been engineering a couple of years. Uh, and it's pretty amazing how, how quickly she's become picked a great engineer. Up. Yeah, yeah. Picked it up and yeah, I mean, it's a tall order, you know, if you're comparing to somebody like Jeff, who's been a mat, you know, collecting gear for a long time and, you know, really like at the top of his game. Um, but Scarlett was great and just artistically to, to bounce. I mean, at the end of the day, I was producing the record myself. So I knew 
artistically what I wanted to do. Um, didn't sure. need a lot of help there, but she was great to bounce ideas off of and, and just had some great instincts of her own and great ideas of her own. Uh, so we picked up the back half of the record with her. And, uh, and it helps, too, that the, the three songs I worked on with her all had string parts on them. And she is a violinist. She could step in and, yeah. and pull double duty here. Yeah. It's always it's unusual when the, your producers run on the board and they just pull the violin out and start that's awesome. tracking. But, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So we finished up there. You know, we had some help again from Dave, who I mentioned. Dave Schiffman yeah. was still mixing. Um, he was really, I think for people who aren't musicians, it's hard to know what even a producer does. But a mixer, I feel like they don't get a lot of love from people who aren't musicians, but, um, a big, big part of the sound. Sure. And, um, and Dave and I were on the phone a lot. You know, I had told him what happened to Jeff. Uh, Jeff's actually from LA and those guys had crossed paths, didn't really know each other, but had both kind of been in that rock world in LA. Yeah. Um, and Dave was really great about, you know, also understanding what I wanted the album to be and, and, um, was really generous with his time and, you know, we got into pretty extensive notes. That was the other thing that was tough was I didn't have Jeff for when we were mixing and mastering the record. So I didn't, you know, yeah, absolutely. have have somebody who was close to it to, to has say, he what heard, do you think of this? Has he heard the finished record yeah. stuff? Yeah. And, uh, and he really digs it. I think he's happy with the way it That's came awesome. out. Because his stuff's on there too, right? I mean, his yeah. part of his stuff's on there too. So For sure. And his recordings are, are great. I yeah. mean, it's there really is like a size and kind of a weight to them. Um, no, that's yeah. Awesome. I mean, we haven't gotten, again, you don't want to be demanding on somebody's time. So Jeff's got way bigger fish sure. to fry than us sitting down. But at some point, yeah, we'll, we'll get, hopefully I get, you know, we can really nerd out on oh, yeah. a, B I'm and it's sure other stuff. Happen. And yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but I, yeah. I, I would hope, I think he's, he's happy with how it came out. Um, I think, Everybody wanted to do justice of course. To, to his work from Dave to Scarlett. And um, we worked with Howie Weinberg, who was our mastering engineer, who uh, has done some of the, my favorite records ever. I mean, he did awesome. um, Jeff Buckley Grace and Nirvana Nevermind and, you know, is an older guy and has been doing his thing a long time. And, and, uh, and he was great, too. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, well, look, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about specifically your this first single off the album, because I know there's a nice backstory there that you, you know, kind of touched on a little bit. So let's really kind of dig into that a little bit sure. um, into that song Cicada. Right. That, yes. That's the main yeah. single. Um, so, yeah, when we come back, we'll we'll talk about Cicada. Perfect. Hi, I hope you're enjoying the show. I just want to tell you about our social media. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok for extra behind the scenes photos, pics, news, updates about the podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell. We put out new episodes of the podcast on Monday and new episodes of the plate of the week on Thursdays. So please subscribe. And let us know what you think about the show down there in the comments. That'd be pretty cool. All right, let's get back to it, guys. Bam. All right, guys, we're back on the Lone Star Plate. Uh, we got a great 
singer-songwriter sitting here. He's talking about his new album that's coming out at the end of April um, and a new single that is already dropped by the time this, this episode comes out. But we're going to talk about his first single that came out. And there's a music video, too, you can check out. It's on his YouTube channel, um, and it's called Cicada. Yes. Right? Cicada. Yep. Uh, and is it named after the bug? Yes. Right? Cicada, exactly. which yeah. comes out. What every seventeen years or something like that, or something like that. I mean, I when I lived him. in Pennsylvania, they came out like the first or second year that I moved there. I remember, and mm-hmm. it was so loud; it sounded like you know yeah. a helicopter landing in yeah. the forest. They're really loud here, especially compared to New York, where you don't hear much, especially in the city. In the city yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drowns out. Yeah. Screams. So that's where that came from. When I first was trying to move back here, it was something that really jumped out at me was just how loud they are yeah okay yeah let's so let's dig into this song that title you know everything yeah yeah Yeah, i mean i i had met i was trying to leave new york around 2017 i had been there for about eight years at that time which you know i love new york so much especially when i first got there but um after a while it just wears on you sure um i was kind of a gypsy there so i was moving around a lot different sublets sure i don't think i signed a lease there in 10 years wow um and i kept finding these crazy rent controlled places which was which was really uh like lightning striking you know but um so yeah by eight years i was ready to try something different yeah uh and i came back to texas you know i wanted to look at i went everywhere from like portland maine to colorado and um came back home and and uh and realized that I just want to be back home, that sure. I hadn't been here for almost 10 years and have a lot of family history here uh, and deep roots here. And so I decided, you know, I was going to move back to Texas. Hell yeah. Uh, and then I met um, in Central Park, this girl from Czech Republic, right before I had already given my apartment up. Uh, and, you know, just a unexpected, unplanned thing. We started seeing one another and uh and it got serious pretty quick to the you know and and at that point she was really upset that i was leaving yeah um for some reason she didn't like me saying this but she was living in the bronx at the time uh Why, what's wrong with that i don't know i like the bronx uh my first wife was from yeah. the bronx really yeah that's funny Boricua. yeah she was living near if anybody knows new york like kind of south bronx um yeah i know the bronx very well yeah yeah her family's that we go there that's, all the time that's great i was through there a lot because i was living in a little town uh up in putnam county on the hudson river so the train to new york was going through there every sure day. uh but anyway you know i moved back here and she was still there and and uh and the the time apart was a lot tougher i think you know we had planned that maybe she would come to texas at some point um had she ever but been to Texas before? Never. So she never. didn't know. Only thing yeah. she knew about Texas was you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That's cool. Yeah. And so the song came out of, of just that. that Longing of wanting her to come to you or? Well, just being confused about, you know, feeling pretty certain that I wanted to be back in Texas. Okay. I got it. And then, but then there's this person there that wants you sure. back in New York. Sure. And, wow. uh That's tough. Yeah, it was tough, and so in the end, I went back to the city, which I think was an easy, ended up being an easier call. You made you the know. right choice, man. You, went, I, you followed so. the love. I think anyone right. listening or watching is going to be like, yes, 
Yeah. Yes. That's right. Well, we we moved in together in Brooklyn for about a year, and then we moved here together in 2019. Wow. Uh, so you got both in the end. You yeah, know, you got it was both. A ha- happy ending, but um, yeah, the song came out at that time when I was here and she was still in New York, um, and just that feeling again of you know really feeling like you belong back in this place, but you know a person is. Something's pulling you back. Yeah, pulling uh, you back the other direction. Sure, absolutely. No, that's tough, man. Wow, what a tough, yeah. That's a tough situation, man. There's, there's no doubt about that. Um, yeah, it all look, worked out. Yeah, yeah. It's, <coughs> it's not, yeah, it sounds like, um, yeah, honestly, you had like kind of a fairy tale ending to it in a way. Like you, you, got, like you said, you got both. You, you, you went back with her. She got what she wanted a little bit. Then you yeah. all, y'all both decided together. You know, hey, you know what? Let's go to Texas. It wasn't, it definitely, I mean, people are struggling with, so many things right now especially through the pandemic but sure. wasn't an easy process you know yeah. she didn't drive um she was in the process of getting her green card which she got which was a, a tough process in those years it was kind of jammed up and slowed down sure for a number of reasons i won't get into but um it was a tough move and then to drag somebody across the country to a place they've never been where they don't know anybody um and even for me i've got my family here but i didn't know anybody anymore i've got childhood friends and sure uh but 10 years away you know uh things change yeah and the music community too it it was um kind of a closed set it seemed like and there was a lot of people who had moved here from la or from other places and and that had changed a lot too in the time i was away yeah um so that was kind of a nose up against the glass you know trying to to re-enter the community in some way uh, well, look, man, let's take another break. And when we come back, let's um, actually going to we're going to talk music. But um, I have an interesting question for you. Great. So All I'm right. curious your uh, opinion on this uh, fact. So sounds come good. Back. All right. Hi, this is a segment we call Reheat, where we look back at a past episode we did. Now, in this episode, because of talking to Barton, I brought up Asleep at the Wheel with Ray Benson, an interview I did with him. So I want to recommend, please check out that episode and let me know if you think it's as awkward as I think it is. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyway, please let me know if you if you like it. Uh, great band, great guy. Just one of those things. So anyway, please check it out. It actually is a pretty great episode. So, um, yeah, we'll put a link in the description. And uh, and if you know, check out their music, too, guys. They got new stuff coming out. They're touring. Anyway, all right, let's get back to the show with Barton. All right. All right, we're back with Barton. We're talking about his new album that he's got out. Uh, it's coming out very soon, so please pre-order it. You can check out um, his two singles that have been released. Um, is there a video for the new single that's coming out? There's there's a lyric video. A lyric video. Yeah. For it. Okay, cool. Yeah, those yeah. are cool, too. I actually yeah. saw some of your other lyric videos, too. Um, I don't oh, mind cool. those, actually. They okay. seem to be... It seems to be the thing to do these days. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's a yeah. smart way to, uh, to to put it out. Yeah, I feel like with videos, if you don't uh, if you don't do it right, they can look pretty bad. Oh, for sure. It's you're, like you're a fine ba- line. Yeah, you know. yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I, you know, not to rehash that same conversation, but the the cicada video has very endearing. It's very nice. Like, there's thank a way you, to do you. it, you know, there's a nice way sure. to do it, even if you don't have the production to do it, this other thing you imagined, there's always a way to, mm-hmm. 
get that out yeah right? absolutely like, get that as you're out. communicating the thing you want to communicate exactly you know? that's all it's like a dish you know you you don't a, a good chef doesn't need the fanciest tools and this that they, yeah. they can give me heat mm-hmm. and meat and i will make something for you know what i mean yeah. it's like out of the ground if we have to you know what i mean that's all sure. that it, it's the same it's thing a great quote that. you know do what you can with what you have where you are Perfect. Who said that? Yeah. Bear Grylls? I believe that you. was, yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> oh, six okay. and one, half a dozen yeah. of the other. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt. I'm like, who's that? Bear Grylls? Who's that? Hulk Hogan? Same thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. That's <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. Um, no, this is the question that I have for you, Bart. And this is something yep. that I think about a lot, actually. And you've probably had this conversation with your friends, without a doubt, especially over the last few years that some things have come up with artists. So here's my question. Yes. What do you think about separating art from the artist? So an example would be, right, Mm -hmm. this is just a horrible example, but just to be the most extreme, Bill Cosby, right? So something comes out about Bill Cosby, right? And you're like, oh my God, I can never watch the Cosby show again, right? Right. Or a musician, right? An album, right? Something comes out about a musician. Can you, or Michael Jackson for, you know, we are talking yeah, about him sure. earlier. Yeah. Can you listen? What is that for you? What, what is that? Because all my friends yeah. say different. Everyone says this different. Yeah, look I mean, I it. think that's an individual thing. Choice, I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. For me, I, I usually can separate, you know, if it's something bad enough somebody's done, maybe it's harder to, to really get something out of, out of their art. But, um, but I'm also as a, artist myself if you're producing something i'm i'm always kind of dissociating and separating myself from quote unquote the music okay so uh i'm kind of good at that i've had experience with that that makes um, sense yeah so i'm i'm usually Uh. able to appreciate the art for the art and and recognize and also sometimes you meet your heroes i've met some and you were you know it was an amazing experience and sometimes it's disappointing. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. and you know, I, I, I think again, that's up to everybody to, to decide for themselves. Um, usually for me, I can kind of separate, even if I've met somebody don't necessarily care for them personally, for whatever reason, I can still enjoy their, their music, music or their, or their film or whatever, whatever it might be. Cause otherwise, in my opinion, I mean, just looking at the forest through the trees, my thought is we have to be able to separate the art from the artist. I think so. At at the end of the day, because if we don't, you won't have anything. We won't have any art, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, artists are complicated people and right. Yeah, for sure. And I just don't know if something you put out into the world. Now we look at it through the lens of something you did over here now granted it's a personal choice like you said for me like the bill cosby thing i cannot get over that in my mind it's so horrendous to me that i that i can't but there's other people that no problem i'm 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 happy i can watch a kevin spacey movie all day long right no problem i i I watch seven i watched it recently i like i doesn't affect me the same way yeah i mean it's it's a it's also just a i think it's an unusual transitional time when you know, a long time ago, you didn't know any of those things. That's a great point, actually. That's you know, a great point. And people in the media maybe knew about it. Yeah. They were kind of open secrets. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point, yeah. actually. And now we know everything. Yeah. And so it's 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 puts people in a tough spot. Like, I really like this thing, but I don't, you know, what they've done doesn't kind of mesh with my 
system of values. Sure. But like you're saying, if you extend that, I think if you extend that to everything, then yeah, you're going to be hard pressed to have any great art because (laughs) human beings are flawed and people do, you know, good things and bad things. And, um, yeah, yeah, it is a fine line. Like I grew up with, I grew up with the Cosby show. Me too. Exactly. Yeah. Loved Uh, it. Yeah. That was great. My, I had his, my parents grew up with his records. You know, he did have those comedy LPs and I used to listen to them and, but I'm with you. I can't go there anymore. And, and, uh, Again, I think it's just a case by case, person by person. I don't know that you can make any hard and fast rules about it. I agree. Um, no, 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 definitely you know? not. Um, I, I think the my biggest concern is, like you said, you, you're. I like your answer because you're just yeah. It's 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 a, your individual choice, right? You decide if you can handle it or not, right? Yeah. My problem becomes not that it's even a big problem, but it's just like other people saying, well, this is how I feel. You need to feel the same way about Cosby, right? right. I feel this way about Cosby. You right. need to feel the same way and not right. listen to it. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Where, where, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Where are we, you know, where do we stop there? Right. Yeah. And that is, that is a, a thing, you know, you see it everywhere. And I mean, I don't know what the answer is there. I, I do think that not to get too woo about the whole thing, but there's always, you know, it's a pendulum. Yeah. It's swinging one direction. You know, it may swing back and kind of course correct to where reactions to these kinds of things are appropriate. Sure. Uh, you know. Um, but again, yeah, it's that. I think it's that that weird transitional time. So um, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just kind of a weird, nobody knows yeah, yeah quite what to what to do or what, what to, to make say. of that. Yeah. yeah. You ca- I kind of just. I mean, I really just don't even have opinions about those things, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just don't. I only have one if I feel like I'm actually got something to contribute. You know, I've just, what I wonder is, does it affect artists like yourself and people out trying to do things? Like, I don't want it to affect art. You know what I mean? I don't want it to affect artists where they're like, oh, no, no, I got to pull back. Um, That's not good for the art world, in my opinion. I mean, I do work, I do think about that sometimes. Luckily, my stuff is all. My songs Not that you are, have some skeletons in your closet no, over no. here, like I'm implying. Well, and my, my songs are pretty, you know, existential. Um, so there's, uh, I mean, I've, I've written about topical stuff, but sure. usually writing kind of broader themes. So um, I'm not biting my tongue on any of that. But, yeah. uh, but I, I can see that, you know, you don't want to limit anybody's expression. Like, are you um, worried about supporting anything online on a social media post or something? You know what I mean? Things like yeah. that. Like, I, I just have had musicians on. We've talked about that stuff. Yeah. They're they're worried about. No, I don't support this. I can't. I can't post about this, or I can't. You know, right. I'm like, what? This is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I see plenty of that. I mean, my there's just so much saturation and discussion and opinions about all these things. Yeah. Um, that again, if I don't feel like I can, if I, if, you know, I'm not going to not say something if I want to say it, but if I don't feel like I can meaningfully contribute to whatever that discussion is, then what's the point? Yeah. What's the yeah. point? And, um, that's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen musicians, famous ones that are, you know, arguing with their own fans on yeah. Twitter yeah, absolutely. about whatever it might be. Sure. Uh, and that's fine if that's, you what know, they if do, that's yeah. what they want to do. Yeah. Um, Arguing with strangers on the internet is not a favorite pastime of mine. No. Um, <laughs> some people like to do it. 
I've done it and I regret every single encounter that I've ever done. Right. Like I never feel good. I never afterwards be like, yes, it just doesn't seem like unless somebody's sitting across from you, it doesn't seem like people are taking it, learning anything from those exchanges. Exactly. It's just kind of a, a lot of it's destructive and mean spirit. I mean, they're gotcha comments. Yeah. Well, and even if you're in the right there, I mean, you're going to berate your own fans for, you know, 140 characters they wrote on sure. some topic. I mean, and again, I, I get it. And you got to stick to your principles and, and uh, um, you know, if somebody says something that, that doesn't mesh with what you feel like your music is about, you know, and, and uh, then, then yeah. well and good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but no, I mean, for me personally, I, I, it's not like a thing where I'm afraid you know, to like something or follow, I, I just not interested, you know, there's just so much, I mean, I look on, you just do you well, or just stick to, I mean, in terms of like online conversations, it's for me, it's about music. Yeah, exactly. Again, there's just enough. I mean, I, I keep up with current events, um, you know, pretty, not religiously, but, uh, I mean, I know all these things are going on. It's just, um, again, yeah, a question of, am I contributing to the discussion to here? this? Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. And if I feel like I, ha- I can, uh, then I then I will for yeah. sure. But if yeah. not, then honestly, you know. if we all had more of your approach, yeah, the, the internet would be a lot better. I mean, it's it would fun. be a not nicer if we right. had y'all your approach to. I get to it though. It. It's fun. There's some stuff on Twitter that's pretty funny. You don't, I like, don't go on Twitter, to be honest yeah. with you. I, I think it would be w- horrible for me if I were yeah. to get into it. I, 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 you know, I had to take a break from Facebook yeah. and get off of that stuff because it was just, you know. It just, it is, it, it can be toxic poison. Yeah, yeah. It was toxic I mean, and me. I think people that, uh, that would do fine in a room together. Absolutely. I mean, look, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. I talk to people. Absolutely. I'm all about talking to people. Um, having open conversations. I'm one of those yeah. people that I believe any, anything can be talked about. Yeah. I really do. I believe that's, that's where you, you find common ground. That's right. where solutions are made is right. having open conversations. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, but that's not what happens on the internet. No, <laughs> it's, like, it's definitely not. And there's definitely, I've been let down both ways by heroes of mine when they kind of weigh in on something without really being informed about it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, like that's a they, good point. I mean, I don't want to name names, get in specifics, but yeah, there's some stuff going on, man. You know, I don't know that you know what you're wading into here. Sure. Um, yeah. So for me, it's just a just a personal choice to kind of not not go there unless it's something that I really feel strongly about. Sure. No, I can honestly, man, I respect that answer a lot. And again, like I said, if more Thank people you. took that approach, we 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 would have a better yeah. internet. Um, or the face, as my mom calls it, uh, Facebook. She calls it the face. The face. I like that. I was, uh, Mijo, I was on the face today. That's great. <laughs> I was on the face in Insta Squat. She calls Instagram Insta Squat. I don't know where she got the squat I like from. That. I, 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 <laughs> they ought to. She should write. To, she should write to Mark Zuckerberg and maybe. <laughs> That would be a great Suggest interview. My mom those. interviewing Mark Zuckerberg would be the <laughs> coolest thing ever. That's very funny. Okay, Mark, we need to change it to the face so I know everyone knows what I'm talking about. I think that's better than, than Meta. <laughs> right? Meta yeah. sucks. 
That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, well, how do you feel about playing, uh, trying to play a song? What do you think? You can give it a shot. You want to give it a shot? Just yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see what okay, happens. Cool. What's the worst that could happen? Listen, Rocket's going to sing back up. He's, uh, he's good on harmonies. Works for me. Low end harmonies. Perfect. <laughs> he's got that deep bass voice. All right, All let's it. give it a go. Let's try it. All right. All right. This is called Cicada. So I'm going where I said I'd go, only if I died. And I've been your life preserver, babe, a sword right at your side. The city used to carry me, now I'm too old to ride. I know you want me around, I'm with the cicada sing loud, and a figure lately that they're calling me out. Telling me to look at myself and wonder Maybe if it's time to go on Back to where I came from But you cry in love, I can't leave you alone So I'll be right where I said I'd be just a little late If one lifeline gets tangled up And set the next one straight The city's made of promises But I'm too old to wait I know you want me around Ah, but the cicadas sing loud And I figure lately that they're calling me out Telling me to look at myself and Maybe if it's time to go
you enjoyed this episode with Barton and this live rendition in the studio, right? We're going to do some more LSP Live, we're calling it, where we invite some different musicians and singers uh, to the studio here and have them perform. Really, really like this a lot. Um, and we're going to do more of it. So I hope you enjoyed it uh, for sure. And um, we'll make sure to put out a separate clip of this on YouTube if you want to just hear the song itself. So please check out uh, Barton's new stuff. Uh, it's called Cicada. Um, check his website to get all the updates right. Again, we'll put a link in the description for that. So don't forget, on next week's episode, we've got Patsy with the Sims Foundation. The Sims Foundation is a nonprofit out of Austin, the only one of its kind in all of the United States uh, that helps musicians with addiction and mental health. It's a really great nonprofit, and we were happy to put a spotlight on it. And I actually drove down to Austin and went to their facility. We got a tour of it, and we sat down and had an interview. So look forward to that. It's going to be a great episode. All right, we'll see you next Monday. As always, have a great week. Lone Star Plate. See you next time. Peace. The Lone Star Plate podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com, and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, visit our website, lonestarplate.show. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.